0: This is a Federal News Network podcast.
1: Let's set the record straight. The cybersecurity maturity model certification accreditation body is not part of the Defense Department. Of the misconceptions out there, that's the most common, says one private sector information executive and a former member of the accreditation body. Chris Golden is the Director of Information Security for Blue Cross Blue Shield. He tells Executive Editor Jason Miller that 18 months into the CMMC project, industry and agencies still need to grasp why it matters so much.
0: The basic premise is we're losing a lot of intellectual property as a country to our adversaries through gaps in cybersecurity practices and maturity throughout the supply chain. And right now that's focused on DOD supply chain, but it will very quickly go out. Uh, You mentioned DHS. There's certainly one. uh, GSA is also starting to put some CMMC requirements in their contracts as well it will certainly go outside the DoD framework. Uh, There's no question about that. But, you know, if if you look at the U.S. uh, Air Force, Navy, uh, Marine Corps, F-35 aircraft, and then you look at the Chinese J-31 aircraft, and you wonder why those airplanes look exactly the same, you wonder, huh, I wonder how that happened. That's the problem we're trying to fix. That's the problem the DoD is trying to fix. And it's in everybody's supply chain. It's not just the DoD. Again, I, I think you'll see DHS do it. They've got some issues, obviously, with sensitive data, whatever that is defined by DHS. Uh, GSA, same way. whatever they define as sensitive data, being sort of sieved out through their supply chain as the bad guys target the very small and and easy to penetrate companies, not the big contractors, not the primes, right, not the government. And so that's what everything is about, is is about securing the cyber posture in that supply chain, whoever's supply chain it happens to be, uh, to make them better. Uh, I usually talk about changing the cybersecurity culture of the country one company at a time. You know, as each company does their assessment, they're going to get a little bit better. Uh, And hopefully the next time they have their next assessment, they're going to be a little bit better, you know. And so we're just on a slow... Slowly change the culture where companies are going to start looking at at cyber the the way they look at HR, let's say, right? You know, most people that start a company are not experts on local, federal, uh, and state labor laws. So, what do they do? They hire an expert, they set up an HR office to handle all that stuff for them, to do everything right, to keep them out of jail. Cyber's got to be seen as the same thing. It's just a part of doing business in modern, uh, the modern commerce of the of the global uh, you know sort of enterprise there. Uh, and so uh, that's what we're trying to do. We're trying to get to the point where people don't just sort of you know forget about it or whitewash it or whatever the case is, but they actually take it seriously as a part of doing business. Uh, and so we'll see how we do. There's a lot of misconceptions out there, and if people still have questions, I know this is recorded, but we'll do a little bit more live event on uh, on February 10th at uh, at three o'clock Eastern. Uh, it's called preparing for CMMC, and it's hosted by the uh, Washington Cyber Roundtable. So if you've got questions and we didn't answer them on this one, maybe maybe try to come to that one and get a little bit more live questions.
1: All right, and we will link to that on federalnewsnetwork.com as well to make it easy to find, too, which you'll be there speaking. So uh, plenty to talk to there. What can vendors start doing today? What can they do over the next six months? Whether or not and, – and and I guess there's two two types of people, right? There's two there's a vendor who's potentially going to bid on some of those pilots. We know of seven. <coughs> potentially there's 10 on the way, 15 DOD a goal of. And then there's those people who aren't going to bid, but still trying to get ready. From your experiences with the AB, what what are some of the best practices they can keep in mind as they try to get ready for CMMC? The number one thing
0: is be in compliance with whatever your contract clauses are right now. Whether that's just a DFARS clause, a basic DFARS clause, or whether that's NIST 171, be in compliance with that. It's part of your contract. You are attesting to the government that you are in compliance with that. So that's got to be the first step. Uh, and again, once you're there, uh, it's a pretty easy jump from from NIST 171 to CMMC level three, or from the basic DFARS to CMMC level one. But you got You got to do that first. You got to do what you've told the people you are doing and what you should be doing uh, via your contract. Number two, you know, go ahead and start doing that little gap analysis. You know, once you're sort of compliant with what you need to be doing, well, what does it take to get to level one, or what does it take to get to level three? There is going to be some effort there. Shouldn't be huge. You know, shouldn't be a, a large look, but there is going to be effort there. Uh, whether you do that yourself. Whether you hire a consultant to come help you, you know those are, are sort of internal business decisions everybody's going to have to make on their own. But that would be the next step: was you know how close are we to be in CMMC level three? Because if a new contract drops tomorrow that you want to bid on, you sort of need to know how far away are we from really being able to to meet an assessment uh, and and pass the assessment? If uh, if we think it's going to take six months and this contract's going to be bid and awarded in two months, well maybe we should skip this one, right? You know maybe that's a business decision that has to be made, or maybe we can double down and, and pay a lot more and get there quicker because the, you know, the benefit of having the contract is going to be so you know good from the business side, uh, from a profitability side.
1: As DOD continues to move out with CMMC, and we know from a timing standpoint, there's pilots coming up. They're in the middle of these pathfinders, which are kind of the test cases. We know that there's the final rule for CMMC is due out sometime in, in the summertime. There's a lot of these marks that we'll see that it was going to show that there's progress being made. There's more documents that are supposed to come out. Give me a sense, from your perspective of being with the A B for the last, you know, year and a half, from your as a chief information security officer for a healthcare company, what are some of the signs that you're going to look for and it says, hey, this is working, this is moving in the right, right direction?
0: Well, I think a number of the primes are going to have to be completed first. That that to me is sort of a, a big flag that tells us whether we're going in the right direction or not. We'll make up a company called Lockheed Martin, right, you know, just a made-up company. You know, if Lockheed Martin can get a couple of their probably enclaves done, probably not the enterprise, it's probably going to be too big for, you know, initial stages, but they get through, you know, two or three of their programs that they're betting on, you know, successfully. Uh, or general dynamics, or, you know, any of the big ones, any of the big primes, I I think getting them through the process, getting them a score, letting them see, you know, generally how the process is going to work. It's really not that different uh, than a normal audit, even though we call it an assessment. So if you've gone through a a NIST or a ISO or, you know, SOC 2 type 2, it's the same kind of thing, you know, an assessor shows up, wants to see some artifacts, wants to ask some questions, wants to talk to people, wants to see some things. It's nothing different than a normal audit, you know, but because it's got the CMFC moniker on it, and now that's got teeth for the DOD, people are going to be a little bit more nervous uh, than before. So I think getting some of the primes through at least, you know, the couple enclaves and, and having them see, okay, this is sort of the normal, audit thing we understand and we've done for, you know, decades. Uh, it's not that big a deal. And, and then getting the assessors through that, right? Cause the assessors, this is the first time for them as well. Right. Uh, I created most of the training program for the assessors and I was one of three people on the board that, that delivered the training to the over 100 assessors, plus a few people from DCMA did cap that, uh, that showed up and, and went through the training as well. You know, it's their first time as well. Everybody, the first time this happens, it's the first time for everybody. So we, we need that, you know, early victory sort of, okay, yep, the process works the way we sort of thought about it. W- will there be mistakes? Of course, you know, we're human beings, we make errors, uh, there's going to be errors in the process that we didn't account for, there's going to be a number of things will, I'm sure the AB will make changes and press forward. Uh, but getting through th- sort of those first dozen or so, yep, the process seems to be working. Yes, the training is is good for what the assessors are doing, all those kind of things. I think those will be the big flags in my mind looking for that, yes, the program is is moving in the right direction.
1: This is a big effort across DOD. We know that. (laughs) Yes. without a doubt. A lot of people would say, was, was there an easier path? Is there a way for DOD to have a half a step back and say, let's start, At an ISO standard, let's start at a FedRAMP standard, something, and then move forward. Or do you get the sense that this is full bore ahead, DOD is not going to have a half a
0: step back? I mean, from just a governmental perspective, this is pretty ambitious. You know, governments usually don't move this fast. But again, I think that's why they wanted somebody from the outside, the industry, to come in and sort of help them do it because they, they knew they couldn't do it, you know, on their own. In terms of what could have been different, yeah, I think there are a number of technological solutions for level one that could have been brought out versus having an assessor go on site. I understand why we're doing that, right? We're trying to change culture and having somebody look you in the eye when they're asking you questions is going to go a long way towards doing that. But there were a number and still are a number of technical solutions we could leverage that really almost, you know, take the assessment part out of level one. Not sure that's the right way to go. If you, if you ask me on a different day, I might give you a different answer. But, you know, having the assessor there does have value, but we certainly could have made it easier uh, and quicker with some technological solutions. Once we get to level three, there's there's a lot of things that have to be done from a maturity process that you really can't use technology to, to evaluate. And so that's why the assessors have to go on site. It'll be a team, you know, for a large organization uh, in multiple sites, uh, you know, one, two weeks, four, five, 10 people as a, an assessment team uh, to go do that, just like a normal assessment team you would see from auditors. But yeah, I think that's about the only thing I would have changed early on was there are some technology things we could have done to really start that regardless of when the program rolled out, we could have started technology uh, looking at things very, very early. And I have a, have a good database by now, sort of what's working and what's not working so we could flex. Uh, but that's about probably the only thing I would have changed.
1: There's a, a lot of discussion recently about DHS adding CMMC to their procurements. Now, I was on a couple different events recently where CMMC and, and Stacy from DoD and Kate Arrington and others talked about that there's been no deals. This is just talk right now. I think people got worked up about it. Do you think that this is, they're kind of waiting to, to see how the rollout goes, or is there, is there something more going on? What's your sense about how, how this is going to flow down? My guess, I have zero insight into that. I haven't talked to really anybody at DHS or
0: GSA about it, but I think they see the writing on the wall, right? They understand that they're losing data, that they're losing capability through cyber breaches in their supply chain, just like DOD is, uh, and they need to do something about it. Uh, and so, you know, whether DOD blesses it or whether or not DHS or, you know, or GSA is sort of independent government entities at the cabinet level can sort of do what they want, right? You know, there's, there's no coordination needed. I think there will be coordination, but at some point DHS may say, nope, we need a better secured supply chain, and we're going to use CMMC to do that, and they can go off and do that on their own. But I think you'll see some kind of coordination step between the major entities uh, in government, sort of a whole-of-government approach, if you're familiar with that term. Uh, But as to when or how or who, yeah, I have no insights into that.
1: Chris Golden is a former member of the CMMC accreditation body and director of information security for Blue Cross Blue Shield. Speaking with Federal News Network's Jason Miller. Check out Jason's story at federalnewsnetwork.com.